Uh, this man who is the Catholic bishop uh, ended up... He is in a mental institution, by the way. Yeah, he checked in for psychiatric evaluation. I don't think that that was necessarily the right thing to do either. What happened was he had an illicit affair, it came out, and it ruined him. But that's not a reason to burn her house down, nor is it a reason for him to check into a mental institution. What he should have done was what I did to Phil Cronenberg. You see, when I was having trouble in chemistry, and I knew I'd have to go to summer school if I failed, and I resorted to writing out a little cheat sheet. I knew it was wrong. But Phil Cronenberg had no right to stand up in the class and yell, Mrs. Belsky, Nino's cheating. Because when she grabbed that cheat sheet from me, it was an instant F in the course. Now, what were my options then? I could have waited for Phil Cronenberg outside of school with a baseball bat. It would have felt good. And I didn't do that. Because I knew I would have been in more trouble. I'd have been kicked out of the school. I might have been sent to jail. So instead, I waited. I didn't drive myself crazy. I did something constructive. I followed Phil Cronenberg for years later. Because like the Chinese say, revenge is the dish best served cold. I made my life around Phil Cronenberg. I had a Phil Cronenberg notebook. When he got a car, I kept a record of the tag so I could always keep track of his address. I'd follow him sometimes. Knew where he went on vacation. I waited until years went by till the name Nino Griswinelli was out of his head altogether. And then I made my attack. For years, every time I'd read a magazine in a doctor's office or waiting room anywhere, I'd save the little inserts that say, fill out and subscribe, bill me later. I saved a shoebox full of them, and I filled them all out simultaneously. Then all of a sudden, he's getting 60 to 70 magazines he hasn't ordered a month. I had him join 15 record clubs, video clubs. You'd be surprised the stuff people will send you over the phone. I called a landfill company. And I had a whole dump truck full of gravel brought to his place. He lived on Waukegan Avenue. I called Sudley Landfill. I said, could you send over 10,000 pounds of gravel? Name's Phil Cronenberg. 103 Waukegan, yeah. Just dump it in the front yard. I'm going to spread it out later. He comes home from work and has 10,000 pounds of gravel in his front yard. I called Gay Escort Services. Yeah, this is Phil Cronenberg. I'd like a, a six-foot-tall, dark-haired man to come to my house. And I'd give the address to the neighbor next door. So these fags would show up and ring the neighbor's bell and go, Hi, is Phil here? They'd say, No, he lives next door. So the neighborhood was talking about him. Then I started having his car towed. I'd call tow shops. Say, Yeah, it's Phil Cronenberg. My car's broken down. Right, Connecticut and M. Can you, uh, tell you what, you pick it up and take it to your shop and, uh, give me an estimate. So he'd come out of work and his car would be gone. It'd take him three weeks to find it. The tow company charged him $20 a day storage. And the second he got it back, I'd have it towed again. It got so he would never leave it. Be 
because I'd have it down. I'd call the power company. Uh, I knew he was having a big party. I called the power company. I said, yeah, we're going on vacation. Would you mind turning off our lights Friday? I knew Friday night he's having a big party. So when the lights went off, uh, there was nothing he could do until Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I turned off his gas. Every time he'd get it turned back on, I'd turn it off again. Just call the power company. I knew where he was going on vacation. Don't tell me he had this Hawaiian vacation plan. I called the airline. Yes, Phil Cronenberg. Cancel my reservation on the Hawaiian flight. Can I get my money back? Sure, Mr. Cronenberg. We'll send you a voucher. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. He gets to the airport with his bags. Goes to check in. Oh, Mr. Cronenberg, you canceled it. I did not cancel my life. His wife thought he was losing it. I'd order him 16 pizzas. I mean, the guy was afraid to answer his doorbell. He was afraid to open his mail. He never knew when his lights were going off. And when he was at the airport getting his uh, bags checked in, they went to Hawaii. He went out to the parking lot to go home. And his car was gone again. One time I watched as he drove away with a trailer behind him to take a vacation. That's when I called up his his landlord. Yes, Phil Cronenberg. Uh, we decided to move to California. Screw you and your lease. You want any money, you can sell the furniture. We ain't coming back. I sent a telegram to his work. Dear boss, up yours. Take your job and shove it. Signed, Phil Cronenberg. So the whole while, he was having his little fishing vacation. He came back. There was a, a new couple living in his house. His furniture and stereo were gone. He reported for work on Monday. The boss man nearly kicked the hell out of him, had a policeman escort him off the property. He had no house, no job. His wife left with the kids, leaving him alone and broken. I followed him to the last time when he went to the Calvert Street Bridge and stood there, thinking maybe he had done all these things. I watched, remembering the day he turned me in for cheating, and I loved it as he did the swan dive to destiny! And even uh, at the funeral, I showed up to see the effects of my handiwork. <laughs> All the sniveling next of kin. Uh, yeah, I was the last one to leave uh, and took great joy in hearing one of the undertakers say to the other, Hey, who hocked the lunger on the stiff?